Hey, everybody. How's it going? Usually, you'll hear the intro in the episode number for this podcast, but today, this is just a replay of our live Monday show we did over on Blab. Um, If you happen to miss it and you want to catch the next week's episode, head over to smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash Blab. You can subscribe to the show there. Um, You'll have to listen on your not listen, but subscribe on with your Twitter account. So if you don't have a Twitter account, you can easily set one of those up. Um, or you can just watch. You can go over to smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash blab, that's B-L-A-B, and uh, save that page, bookmark it, and then you can go back there and watch the live show on Monday night. Before we get into this episode today, let me talk about the guys over at the Pizza Saver. The Pizza Saver is this black, and it separates the crust from the bottom of the box to prevent that soggy, oily, greasy bottom of the pizza. Um, If you want some free samples of the Pizza Saver, see how it can help you grow your business, head over to thepizzasaver.com. Let them know that you heard them on the Smart Pizza Marketing Podcast so they know that you heard them here, and they'll send you some free samples, and you can check it out for yourself, and if it like it, you can use it some more. Um, The guys over at Auto Pizza use it, and there's a bunch of other guys that use it. They have some examples of people who use it and what they say on their website, so head over to smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash pizza saver for that. All right, so on today's show, well, on the live blab that we did over on Monday, we talked with Mike Canino and Eric Cacciatore of Restaurant Unstoppable, who does a podcast with more restaurant-oriented, where he talks to chefs and restaurateurs and uh, a lot of other stuff. So if you want to check out his podcast, head over to restaurantunstoppable.com. He has a lot of episodes up there. Uh, he joined us on this blab. We talked about branding, how you as an independent operator can stand out uh, from the competition and make yourself feel more competitive in a market dominated by the big brands like Domino's and Pizza Hut and all those guys. So we gave some examples of how you can do that, some tools to use, and we talked for about 35 minutes. This isn't the whole talk. I cut out some of this because um, I wanted to make it good for the podcast and make it down to about 30 minutes. So if you want to listen to the whole show, you can go on the episode link for this episode over at smartpizzamarketing.com. There you can watch the video, you can watch us live, or you can just see the whole show Um, and listen to all the stuff that I cut out. So I did cut some down for this show, so it's about 30 minutes on this podcast. But to see the whole thing, just head over to smartpizzamarketing.com. Also, sign up for our email list so you get uh, notified if we do do these live shows, articles, marketing articles that I read um, that I think are helpful. And I'm also starting to write these articles about how to use Instagram and Snapchat and Facebook ads because I get a lot of questions about that. If you have any questions about that, shoot me an email, bruce at smartpizzamarketing.com. Um, I think I'm going to be coming up with some courses of how to do that. So you can go to the website and download those to give you a little quick start on how to do Facebook ads, use Snapchat, use Instagram to grow your business. Because I noticed that a lot of people aren't on there. And if they are on there, they're not really using it consistently. And I think that uh, maybe you're just busy and you don't have time to do it or you don't know how to do it. So head over to smartpizzamarketing.com. There you can read all the articles, uh, listen to the interviews I did with guys who are doing that, and also maybe download the courses over there. So, all right, that's enough from me. Let's get into the live replay blab about branding and how to compete with the big brands. So, all right, so today's topic was how can smaller independent restaurants or pizzerias compete with the big name, you know, the Domino's and the big name restaurants that, maybe have a bigger budget and a bigger uh, team to help you produce content and get out there and use all these different social networks where you're a one man band and you kind of, you know, see every, now we're talking about Snapchat. You're probably just trying to figure out how to use Twitter. 
you know, and you're like, hey, how do I use all these different social networks? I'm getting overwhelmed. I don't know where to start. Where do I start? So let's start with you, Mike. What do you think? Uh, give a couple tips on what these guys can do as a solopreneur in the restaurant to, you know, organize all this. Yeah, I think I think number one is that I hear so many people and I heard it at Pizza Expo when I was there and I, I hear it all the time. Oh, I just I'm you know, I'm not a tech person. I'm not into tech. I'm not into that. But the issue with technology, and there was an article last week that Aaron Allen wrote on LinkedIn that got covered by Fox News and everywhere about how uh, Domino's is really killing the local places. And the issue isn't that Domino's is better at technology. It's that Domino's is listening to what customers want. And so you don't have to be good at technology to realize that nobody wants to pick up the phone. When my phone rings, I'm like, oh, I don't really want to answer it. Can you yeah. just text me? You know, I called someone today and it said like, hey, don't leave a message. I'm not going to answer it. Just text me. And it was like, yeah. oh, I guess that's, that's honest. Yep. And so the issue is that so many, so many uh, independent people or small groups are saying, well, I'm going to wait and figure out which, uh, which medium to be on. I'm going to wait and figure out what the best online ordering is five years from now. But the issue is that that's not about technology. That's about you're not listening to your customers. That's about not giving customer service. And so many people are just saying, well, this is the way we do it. And that is going to cost you to go out of business. We've mm -hmm. got to listen to what people are telling us. And if they want to order online, we've got to figure out how to meet them or we've got to be okay losing the money and right. losing the deal, right? And, and in fact, that, that article I was mentioning by Aaron Allen, if you read all of the LinkedIn comments, everyone says like, oh, I hate Domino's. Oh, I don't like this. I don't like that. But they're going there. Why are they going there? Because Domino's is listening. Domino's is saying, you want to order online? We'll let you order online. You don't want to have to call us and talk to us? No problem. We, don't, we won't even have that anymore. And we got to start listening better. Yeah, right. you, you bring up a great point and something just to add in. I feel like so many restaurant owners or pizzeria owners feel like they don't have the, the tools or the ability to compete with the technology of these big these big behemoths like your pizza huts and your uh, Papa Gino's or whatever. Like, but the truth is technology has improved so much over the past five to 10 years that it's really fragmented uh, everything like where it's, it's leveled the playing field where you're like, you're, for example, Chow Now, uh, which is a company, right? Chow Now you, you support or you, you work with them. Um, that's another example of just one tool that's out there that will allow us to do online ordering. It, the tools are there. It's just a matter of us to take advantage of these tools and start, you know, competing with those things that are out there. Yeah. I think, I think Mike made a great point where, you know, the phone call thing, the phone, it, what, what you're doing is it's time, you know, it's time is the one thing that people don't have enough of and they can't get anything back. So a phone call is you're intruding on somebody else's time that you're making the decision based on them that they have to take that phone call now. Whereas like a text message or something on social media is something that that person can consume when they're ready for it. So you have to think of it that way when you're talking to your customers, like you want to make it where they can consume your information where and when they want to. Mm -hmm. And they might not be, you know, if you have a wide audience, they're not on Twitter or Instagram or Snapchat all at the same time. They're on those platforms for different reasons at different times. And it's a different demographic for each one of those. Yeah. I think you have to learn how to listen more, not necessarily worry about what you're going to say all the time. Right. Yeah. And no, I think that's, that's the big thing is it isn't technology that's killing a lot of like small places. It's not being able to innovate and not being able to stay on trend. And, and mm -hmm. like Eric said, it doesn't mean that you have to have like a chief technology officer working in your, your one unit pizza place. It does mean that you need to watch what's going on and you need to figure out how you can follow suit. 
So what, do you guys have any particular tools that you could use to help with this? I mean, I think I can think of a whole bunch of stuff. The, the one that really stands out to me, and um, I'm thinking of Jake Rojas yesterday. I had, not yesterday, last couple of weeks ago, a guest on the show out of Rhode Island. And he was talking about his biggest failure when he was first starting was not listening to his restaurant. And your restaurant will speak to you. If, if you listen, you, you pay attention to what people are saying online, what your employees are saying. Like, you don't have to get technical all the time. Like, people talk. Just listen to what people are saying. Like, butt into like conversations and just engage your employees. Like your restaurant will tell you what it needs. Like, like your people know, uh, your restaurant knows one tool that I always think of when it comes to listening to your restaurant is called upserve, uh, previously swipely now called upserve, which is basically, uh, it, it communicates with your POS system. It communicates with your, uh, accounting, social media. Uh, it just, it's like a pulse on your restaurant it gives your restaurant like a megaphone so every little thing that's happening is shooting graphs and pictures at you numbers at you so every morning you're waking up and you're seeing what your restaurants it's like literally screaming at you what it needs and what's going on that's like it, tool. does it tell you on social media what's going on it's like someone mentions you on a particular platform yeah i think it, it uh it scans social media it scans uh it looks at the numbers for your credit card processor it takes anything that's digital and pretty much filters it it kind of just grabs everything that's digital, uh, whether it's in-house or out-of-house, and just shoots you just data. It basically collects data and just gives you visuals on what's happening in your business. It's a really great tool. What about you, Mike? Yeah, I mean, I have, I have three things. I think if you look at what's going on with, with uh, and I, I'm going to keep going on Domino's because they've grown 300%. Their stock has grown 300% since 2008. And it's mm -hmm. not because the food is amazing. It's interesting because there's a trend in the U.S. where we want uh, fresher, higher quality ingredients. But then places like Domino's are growing so much simply because they listen better and they're giving people what they want. So, I mean, when I think about pizza places, I think about Domino's is really who you're competing with for, for market share. And the first thing is really having some kind of online ordering. And I'm still shocked that today, how often I see a pizza expo. I was shocked at how many pizza places, which is the number one thing ordered online, uh, maybe except for books or something, but the number one thing ordered online is pizza. And I was shocked when I was at Pizza Expo, the amount of people that said like, nope, not doing online ordering. I've been thinking about it for seven and a half years, but <laughs> haven't decided about that yet. It increases right. your check average. It gives you customer information, like their email address that then you could use to talk to them again. Yep. It, it frees up your phone line. It minimizes the mistakes. It's just shocking to me. Um, and I think if you are going to go do something with online ordering, you know, Olo is out there that works with big brands, really, really cool. Splick it works with big brands. Uh, Eric mentioned Chow Now. Chow Now works with uh, mom and pop all the way up to big brands. The key with that is not to go, for me, with a commission-based program. So if you're going to do Eat24 or Grubhub or something like that, you don't get the email information. So they're going to use your customer's email to remarket other pizza places to them if they pay them a higher commission. Right. So I have a pizza place. I'm using Grubhub and then I'm paying 15 percent. But Bruce, you're going to pay 20 uh, percent. So they're going to take my customers and email them to come to your place because they get a higher cut. You've got to have your own information and you've got to control the customer data. And then the second thing I'm shocked about is how few people use email marketing. It's so freaking effective still today. And all people do is like once a month, I'll send you a coupon. Um, but not using it to communicate, not using it to build a relationship. And that relationship 
is the number one thing we have against Domino's mm-hmm. and Grubhub is our customers want to like us better because we're down the street. So mm-hmm. write to them every week and tell them something that's going on. Stop just sending coupons all the time. Right, Those are yeah. the two things. I'm happy. You, I'm happy you went there. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. And I know Mailchimp is free. So if you're worried about you know uh, email, how to collect emails, or and I mean when you own a pizza shop, collecting emails, you know you could do something as simple as hey, I'm gonna give one free pizza away a week. All you gotta do is enter your email here, and from everybody that orders this week, I'm gonna pick their email address, and I'm gonna pick one name and give a free email away. And how much does it cost to give a pizza away? Five to seven dollars tops, and then Mailchimp is free. It's easy to add an opt-in form on your website, and then you can communicate with that your customers. And but make it like personal. You know, if you're the owner and your name's Bill, say, "Hey, this is Bill." Reply to this email, even though you're sending out mass emails. You know that reply to that email can go right to your inbox. So even though you're sending out 105 people reply, those can go directly to your email, and then just say thank you. You know, respond to those people who email you back, and that doesn't cost any money. You know, and then you can start growing your business. And then that opens the door for communication with your customers, because if they know that when they do sign up and they know that if they send an email to you, you will respond. That's what makes you different from Domino's. Yeah. You know, that that personal, hey, I can get a hold of the owner. You know, I'm not saying you have to be if someone emails you at two o'clock in the morning, you got to sit with your phone next to your bed and answer them back. But the next morning, send them a text saying, hey, I got your email. I appreciate it. Or if it's a problem, you can solve that problem pretty easily. Yeah. And uh, I see a lot of people doing that right now. I'm not doing that right now, even though it's so easy (laughs) to do, actually. I made some notes just to prepare for this uh, chat. And one of the things I wrote down, we're talking about it now, is one of the advantages small restaurants have over these massive chains or corporations is that it's more personal. And uh, that is one thing that I don't know about you guys, but when I go out to eat, I'm, I'm really thinking about who's working, who are the people there, where do, where do I feel like I belong someplace? And I think that's probably the one thing that independently owned restaurants have over uh, those big changes that we have impact. And I think that's one thing to like – remove all the technology and just to get back to the basics. Like we have those core, like those really strong relationships with our, our guests. And um, I mean, what do you guys, do you want to say anything about that? Or Yeah. I think that, you know, restaurant owners, and especially in this day and age, think too much about, Oh, I got to talk to millennials or <laughs> I got to talk to generation. This is generation X or the millennial. There's Rick and there's Sally, you know, and they want to talk to you as the owner. So yeah, Stop think. Stop trying to put people in categories and just be a human and talk to them on a human basis. Because, you know, I know people who are millennials who will work shoveling dog poo across the street just to make money, and then I have other people who are millennials who wouldn't do that if you paid them a million dollars. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of things happening in the food world right now too, where it's beneficial to the indie restaurant owner just for sustainability. For example, it's a lot harder for a huge corporation to be sustainable to to operate on that massive scale. To do things sustainably to be responsible to the environment it's not easy to do where that's again another hand up on or you know foot up or whatever the term is on the indie like it's way easier to support your local community uh by being independently and that's i mean people are calling it a trend now and i'm really hopeful that it's not a trend that it's a movement and that people are waking up and seeing what's happening out there and i think it's going to be a huge uh swing towards the, the in favor of independent restaurant owners because it's so much easier for us to, to support our communities on a smaller scale yeah. when you see that so often so like in the pizza world obviously it's the scary thing is like Domino's and papa john's and what's going on there mm-hmm. but if you look at like the bar and grill segment 
the worst place to be right now is to be Fridays or Chili's mm-hmm. because they're like lost with what to do. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing all of these new fast casual 2.0 brands Absolutely. that are coming up like Hop Dotty, places like that, where it's like, you know, we can have drinks and we can have burgers, but we're going to do it in this really cool, interesting way where we, we say that we can prove that we understand the audience because we create an environment you want. And yeah. it's really hard for Chili's and Fridays and those guys to compete with them. So while the pizza world yeah. is a little scary, the other mm-hmm. side is pretty cool if you could if you could do what you're saying, Eric. Yeah, for sure. And so can the, pe- can the people in the pizza industry kind of copy that? How do they copy that? If they get out, they've got to get online <laughs> and they've got to start talking to people via email. I mean, that's the number one thing that's shocking to me is, is so think about this, 51%, 51% of um, mobile searches on Google are restaurants, 51%. Mm-hmm. Something like there's like a 5% of restaurants that have a mobile friendly site. That is shocking to me. Shocking to me. It's shocking to me. Like at Pizza Expo, I was just hanging out and it would say, oh, what's your website? I'll check it out. I don't have a website. You have a website. That's like a, that's like saying I don't have pizza. You've got to yeah. have these things. These are no longer like, and I, and I think there was something about like, hey, we're going to be hold out kind of guys. My family's Italian. Danino, obviously. We're going to hold out. We're going to like, you know, I get some props for that accent, right? Come on, give me yeah. a little tap there. I'll give you, so, I'll give you something. Oh, thanks. Uh, so... So there was this thing about that, but that doesn't work anymore. You know, you're going to take that like pride and say, take it with you, but it's not going to work to say, well, we don't play that way. You've got to play the way your customers do. And I think pizza, it's take advantage of the fact that people want to order online for their pizza and they're totally open to you talking. We feel personal about our pizza. Like it's a thing, like your favorite place, there's a personal connection. So use that, talk to them more frequently. Right. You have to build that, you know, when the pizzeria is in the uh, 80s, 90s, maybe early 2000s, you could build that personal, what Mike's talking about, that personal feeling where this is my pizzeria without being online now. But now you kind of have to be online because that feeling of walking in the door, the younger generation, as they walk in the door, they're looking at their phone. They don't even know who's standing at the counter. They want to just walk in, pick up their order and leave. But you can capture them before they get there and after they leave because you know it used to be, introverts would be sitting in your basement and you wouldn't talk to anybody. Now introverts sit in your basement and you're talking 500 people online. So just because someone doesn't necessarily come into your restaurant and say to you, Hey, you know, I had a bad experience or a good experience. They're definitely going home and talking to their friends online about your experience, whether it was good or bad, more likely bad than they are going to talk about it being good. But that's your opportunity to, to hop in there as a person and say, Hey, Sorry about that, or thank you for that. You know, not a lot of not a lot of people are thanking their customers for whether it be a follow or whether it be you know liking one of their photos or saying something nice to them online. It, it kind of like just flows away. You know, if someone calls your it calls your restaurant and says, "Hey, you know, just got a pizza there, and it was awesome," you wouldn't just hang up on them. You know, you'd say thank you. So why are they hanging up on them on Twitter or on Facebook or on Instagram? You know, you got to communicate with them. Mm-hmm. That goes back to like what Eric was saying in the beginning of like, if you're an independent person, how do you decide where to spend your time online? I think it's exactly what Bruce said, right? It's spend your time one where your customers are. And then two, spend it just talking with them, not just like broadcasting and promoting, but spend it saying, oh, hey, what's up? And, and you're exactly right. If somebody called you, you wouldn't be like, oh, bye. Yeah. You would yeah. say thanks. You would say love you back or something. Yeah, totally. I think, you know, appreciate you taking the time out of your day to mention us. I mean, mm-hmm. how often does someone mention a, a business in their daily lives, you know, it's very rare. So when you got to grab that opportunity when it, when it appears in front of you. One thing that I think is really crucial to add, you, you had mentioned uh, Mike about how do you know where, like, how do you know who to talk to? 
it starts, I think you have to go way back to the very beginning before you even think about opening a restaurant. Why do I want to open a restaurant? I know, you know, I'm a huge fan of Simon Sinek. I know you guys both are as well. Like, um, that's hey, before you, who's, who is Simon Sinek in case people here don't know who that is. He, uh, is, I mean, how would you, he wrote the book start with why he has a Ted talks about how the, the significance of people don't buy things. They buy the reason behind those things. It all comes down to psychographics. How does this make me feel when people see me doing these things? How am I, how, where do I fit into my place in society? It's, it's all comes down to, you know, psychology and why we do things. So if you can figure out what your why is, why you're passionate about what you're doing, and you can tap into the core, you know, resonate with people, your customers, your guests, that's something that's way hard for huge chains to do. Because you can remember, they're, they're servicing the whole country. It's hard to really get pinpointed down to a certain right. geographic or certain demographic. Um, so really spend that time thinking about your why and and that's how you know who to uh you know get to engage online is when you think, go to those other uh you know congregations of people say you're i don't know a, a surf shop or you're on the beach and you're you're all about you love the surf you're a chef who loves the surf and like now you can go to all these different uh, i don't know communities online that are around surfing and promote that content and now you're standing on the shoulders of all these giants uh, and using their content to reshare to you know, reinforce your why, your passion. Yeah. I think it goes back to expectations too. I think uh, many times people either set too high of expectations or too low of expectations. Mm -hmm. You know, um, you say, I'm going to use Snapchat and they give it a week and they say, oh, it didn't work for me. Or I'm going to use Instagram. They put four photos up and say, that doesn't work for me. You know, or I do try sending out some emails or I try listening to Mike and I try engaging with my customers, but nobody's talking back to me. Well, it goes back to how long have you been doing it for? Mm -hmm. You know, nothing that you do in a week is going to last very long. It has to, you have to put in, you know, months and keep doing it. And then the longer that you do it, the more your customers or audience will know that you're doing it. And then it takes time for them to trust you. You know, it, it's really about building that no like, and trust factor. And the more that you can do that in the long run, the better you'll be. But it doesn't happen just because you feel like doing it today. Well, and I think the other thing, sometimes we look at social media and a lot of times when I work with, with restaurants, like, oh, we'll go on Twitter and we'll do a thing or we're going to see this kind of redemption on it. And again, that's not really, I, email works that way. Email works that if you send an email out, you should see some immediate impact to sales on it. But social media right. is really about, uh, just about communicating who you are and putting yourself out there so that right. the right people can find you when it's time. And like you said, my, email is pretty good when you can say, hey, I'm going to send out a thousand emails the average open rate is about 20 to 30%, you know, and then average click through rate is 5%. You know, those are averages kind of standard in the industry when it comes to sending out email. When it comes to social media, you really have to test on your own because what works for Mike or what works for Eric, where they are, Mike's in Los Angeles, Eric's in New Hampshire, doesn't necessarily gonna mean it's going to work in Iowa. Mm -hmm. You know, your customers might not want what they're selling. So you have to really test what you're going to put on Facebook or the stuff that you put on Twitter. And it takes some time to really figure out what works for you. Mm -hmm. You know, I've, I have people ask me, how many times should I post on Instagram? Should I post once a day, five times a day? You know, it doesn't, I don't know. It depends, you know, try posting all different times. Try posting twice a day, three times a day, once every other day. And whatever works, whatever your audience is gripping on, that's what you stick with. But your audience has to tell you what to do, not somebody on Blab. Even though you should probably listen to it. <laughs> well, and I think I think what Eric said too for social media is 
if you're if you and, and in my keynote talk i talk a lot about how your company culture is like your best brand tool right mm -hmm. and how you can use that to be a part of your your brand and it's your brand is much more than just your logo and your font and i think with social media what eric was saying earlier about get really clear on who you are and, and talk about that and and it doesn't mean you need to like take pictures of like a mission statement you stuck on a wall somewhere, but it does mean that you're, when you look at all of your images, when you look at your messaging, it should sound like a person. It should sound like a, yeah. this is someone versus like, here's another deal. Here's another deal. That's not interesting. Cause it's like, who are you? But if you do what Eric said and you really kind of take and say, if this brand was a person, what would their point of view be? How would they share things? What would matter to them? You're going to start to build the right people around you who will then respond to when you do have something cool going on. Yeah. And if you're a person that, you know, it, it's your brand is essentially it's you, you're the owner of the business. So if you're a person who's, you know, naturally joking around and happy go lucky, and then you put on social media, it's like strictly business and no nonsense. They're going to be like, well, who, who is this person? I don't know who that is. You know, I go into the restaurant and I talk to the owner and he's great. And then I go follow him on Twitter and he's a bore. Mm. So be yourself. It's okay to step out of your, your comfort zone and say, Hey, you know, I'm a little goofy in the restaurant. That's my personality or I'm outgoing, be outgoing on Twitter too. It's okay. Not, you don't have to do, you know, the, the different thing that separates you from Domino's is that they're a corporation and they have to kind of follow guidelines. They have lawyers, they have things that you don't have to worry about. You know, you're your own business. I'm not saying offend anybody, but I'm just saying, have fun with it. Be, be a person be a, you know, a personality on there. That'll make you stand out. One quote that just sticks out all the time. When we talk about branding, I recently interviewed this awesome lady, Jennifer DeRosers. Uh, I'm actually working with her now. Uh, that's how much she impressed me. She said her restaurant is a vehicle for her mission in life. And when you align your, your business with what you what really is important to you, it makes showing up uh, in delivering that brand so much easier because now you're not you're not putting on the, the restaurant suit. You're just showing up and you're it's an extension of who you are. And it makes delivering that brand so much easier. And another reason why it's so important to actually commit your vision to, you know, to really put a lot of thought into it and to commit to writing and to maybe put posters up in, in your restaurants, because you have, you mentioned earlier consistency about when to post, you need the, the consistency in what your message is and remembering this is why I'm here. And that consistency of who you are and what's important to you is going to, when you are clear about it and you po literally post it on your walls, you're going to remember every day, like you're going to, it's going to like keep you on that center line, keep you centered for what, what you started this whole thing in the first place. So it's, there's a lot of, it, there's it just, it, it's very deep. <laughs> I hate to get all <laughs> when you got, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to open this seat up. If anybody wants to hop in here and ask some questions, but why we keep talking. So if anybody's out there watching, they want to hop in here and ask some questions. I, I see lots of people. I see Cleo and Axel and Dan and Mike and Brandon. Axel, what that's, do you a, guys want? that's a BA name right there. So yeah. why we're waiting for someone to see if they want, I mean, it's, you know, this video is kind of strange. You know, some people are a little bit shy. I think you totally can hop on here. Yeah. Very Mike's shy. very shy, as you can see. Yeah. <laughs> Follow him on Snapchat. You'll see he's super shy. Um, I think you can hop on here, though, if you don't want to show your video. I think you can just show your Twitter profile picture so you don't have to, if you're shy and you just want to hop on and ask a question, you can take the audio, too. But, Mike, while we're waiting for someone to hop in here, you said that on your last week, you had some people ask you what they should be posting. Give us some samples because you're – you're pretty quick on your feet when it comes to those things when you are on social media. So give some examples of what they can share on those platforms. Sure. Maybe let's, let's go through the different platforms. Like maybe let's pick Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat, let's say, and let's give a couple examples of what we can post on those different ones. Okay, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat. I'm going to go with Snapchat first. Uh, it's go. the sexy new kid on the block. 
I think I think uh, I go. Let me ask you this before you get started. Do you think Snapchat's going to be around for a while? Who cares? I don't, <laughs> who cares? Who, I think it is. I, I, I think that people who are worried about that shouldn't be. And, and I think even if it's not, if it's around another year, it doesn't matter. It's where people are paying attention now. Last week, we talked about 70% of college students use Snapchat every single day. If I was a pizza yeah. place, if I was a bar and grill, if I was anyone who wanted a piece of that, that college money, I would be on Snapchat because that's where they are. And guess what? If next year they leave and they go to Instachat, Snapper, Book, then follow them there. It's Who cares? <laughs> yeah. We're still using Valpac. You know, these, these pizza places <laughs> here, I get them here in LA even, and I get these Valpac coupons and it's like, stop it. Like, that's just not the thing. So Snapchat, I always think Snapchat and Instagram, these are easy. Uh, I created last year, I did a talk for, oh, this light went on. So now I've got like weird light behind me. Uh, <laughs> last year I did a, t- it's like instant. Um, last year I did a talk for US Foods about digital dining and the shift and what was going on. And I talked about the seven C's as in the letter C. The seven C's okay. of social, if you are wondering what to post. Culinary, post pictures of food, post video of you making the food. You know, do a, a picture of your fastest team member doing the pepperoni and then speed it up, slow it down, do it backwards. I saw someone today doing a smoothie and they did it and then they reversed it so it went backwards so the smoothie went back into the thing. It was, I watched it, I was like, oh, this is cool. So culinary is a great thing to post. Your company culture is a great thing to post. Post picture of your team interacting. Post pictures of them working together. Post video of your pre-shift huddle. Like that's all interesting. We start to care about you. Um, Post pictures of your um, context. So show us what it's like to be in the building. Show us what it's like to be in the the space. Uh, Post pictures of your customers. They're celebrating with the birthday, right? Or you made them a heart pizza because someone's uh, in love or it's Valentine's Day and they came to your pizza place. Post that. Say, hey, can I take a snap of you guys? Um, post pictures of celebrations. People are having parties in your space. Post pictures of those. Uh, those are five C's. Do it consistently is the other C. Post whatever you yep. can consistently. Um, and I don't remember the seventh one, but those are some ideas right there. Is just look around you and be like, what's going on? There's right. something interesting about this. If you would go home and, and your husband, your wife, your mom, your sister, whatever, says like, how was your day? Whatever you would talk about, post that stuff. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a good mixture too of between f- uh, photos and video and, you know, Snapchat is like what's going on right now. So you're going to, you're going to post something that's happening immediately because you can't go back and post something from last week. So that's kind of how that platform works. Instagram can be, you know, it's, it's really like taking high quality photos of your stuff or your people and your team or yourself. And, you know, they just changed, they just announced that Instagram's changing their algorithm. So it's going to be more Facebook like. So, and that's a good thing because if you're putting crap out there and nobody wants to see it, that just means that it's not going to get shown. So, really pay attention to it's really quality over quantity now on Instagram. You really want to make sure that what you do put out, your followers engage with and like because if they, the more that they do that, the more it will show up in their feed. Otherwise, you're just going to get buried because it's going to be like Facebook. I mean, Facebook owns Instagram. So, that shouldn't be a shocker to anybody that. You know, here's the news. Instagram changes its algorithm and it's not going to be like it used to be where everything you post was in the timeline. As long as people followed you, they'd see it. It's not going to be like that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I don't know, Facebook, I, uh, Facebook, I feel you can post, but it's more for targeting your audience with relevant information, whether it be, you know, you could target people who are in if you're in a college town, target kids who are in the college with ads. 
I really, I personally see Facebook for the pizza industry more for targeting your audience with ads than it is to really post a lot on your wall. I think that posting on your wall is important to keep your profile or your page up to date, but you can use Instagram and Snapchat to communicate with them more. Even like if you, you, you know, you have a verified page, you can use Facebook live or Periscope to you know let people know what's going on. I think they're going to be watching those for live stuff more than going on your wall on Facebook. No, I, I don't know if you guys can see me over here typing away because I have all these things coming into my head. At least. <laughs> uh, there's three uh, tools I that have come up on my show just talking to these successful people, the tools they're using. One is Sprout. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. One is uh, yeah. the Go app. I don't know if you're familiar with that. And then the I haven't heard of that. Is on the bar. And these are other tools um, that I've heard people recommend that are they're weird they're like there's like social media but they're not they're really creative tools um i use what i use i use hootsuite for me hootsuite's pretty good they have a free option but then they also have a paid option that's not that expensive i think it's like 14.99 a month with unlimited accounts you can add you know linkedin um twitter instagram um facebook but facebook doesn't like you to automate your posts on a third-party app, they really want you to. If you're going to schedule a post out, they want you to schedule use their scheduler mm-hmm. on their post for their algorithm. But you know, with Facebook, if you put a post out and you have a thousand fans, four people are going to see it anyway. So yeah. what does it really matter? Pay the five bucks or ten bucks. If you really super have a great photo and you're really happy about that picture you want or that special you have tonight, spend five or ten dollars to let your people know about it. Like, what's the big deal? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'd send it like like Mike said. You'd spend five hundred dollars to get in the Val pack that nobody looks at. Mm-hmm. Spend five bucks to promote your picture of your pizza that's going to be on special tonight. Into my mind, but the Go app is something I'm really interested in. From I did some reading on it today, and it seems like you can pretty much sign on, and the app will allow you to see what specials are going on in what communities, and it will allow you to get points by sharing the the content or the things that are happening in your community. So if you go someplace and you're like blowing up some restaurant, like you as the consumer, the guest get rewarded through the app. Uh, if you're on this platform, it seems really interesting. It's a really unique way to engage. And then that other that I mentioned on or on the bar is a way for you to see you, like you, the bartender would get to work and you, then you would log on to on the bar. So your patrons would know you're working. So if you're um, working in a, <laughs> like a, a populated area like i don't know like new york or i mean i, I like canva for creating like you know if you want to create images for free or uh, pizzazz to your photos that you're going to put out there canva is a great free tool out there it there i mean i think there's an option to, if you want to buy some uh, layouts that they have for like a dollar or something but you know I, I i use that for all kinds of stuff on my website or on the social media and i don't usually buy anything on there you can upload your own photos and i think that your iphone is a huge tool Mm -hmm. you know that a lot of people don't utilize exactly what's on there when it comes to either taking a video or taking an hdr uh, photo and one thing i do have to say is don't rush to take a photo like if you have to delete that photo 10 times to get a good one delete it 10 times to get a good one don't just put something up to put something up i think that you know you really have to put some care and thought into what you're actually going to put out there um, because that is what people are going to know you by, especially on sites like Instagram or, or, or Facebook. And people are a lot nicer to you if the photo includes people. So if you're mm-hmm. like, I'm right. not a photographer, then don't take pictures of food. Take pictures of food with people because then it's not about like, could you make the, you know, could you make your veggie pizza look amazing? It's about, oh, cool. They captured this moment, which highlights their veggie pizza, but there's people in it. And they're a lot more forgiving of the fact that you're not, you know, a, a great photographer. Yeah, 
unless you're like Bon Appetit magazine or Food and Wine, where it's like, okay, your job yeah. is to take great photos. The rest of us, like, our job is to talk about like our business, which, as Eric has said tonight, is about so much more than just the product you're putting on the table. Mm -hmm. You show them why you have the best pizza. Like Mike said, talk to your customers. Have your customers be your brand ambassadors mm -hmm. for you. And you don't have to do it on your own all the time because it's kind of braggy to talk about you being the best all the time. Yeah. And, um, you know, one thing that on the topic of how do smaller restaurants or smaller pizza places, what advantages do they have over the bigger uh, corporations or chains? Um, I think it's people. Uh, at, at the end of the day, uh, we're only as good as the people on our team. And I think it's a lot easier for those small independently owned restaurants uh, or pizza places to attract better, more passionate people, talented people to be the face of their restaurant. And I, maybe this is, I, I'm very partial to the indie sector. I only interview independently owned operators and cons like, that's me. But what are your thoughts on that? Is that an advantage being, having that, you know, you know, I think those closer relationships and having kind of first go at the better employees. If, if you do it, I think there's a lot of, I think the, the misconception so often and, and how we feel is like, Oh, I'm a local pizza place. So, uh, so I'm doing all this great stuff for the community, but you really do have to do the great stuff. And I mean, oh, yeah, I listen absolutely. to, I listen to your show all the time. So the people you're talking to are, are like the best of the best. Yeah, you said you said it, Bruce said, like, don't brag about yourself. So I'll brag about you guys putting out like really great content with people that are doing killer stuff. And I think what I see so often um, with with and because I, I work a lot around culture and branding with mm -hmm. people. And what I see so often is like, oh, we're local. So we're better. And it's like, no, you're better if you're better. Yes, that's so true. Right. And like it's uh, as my uh, I don't like what I've learned, uh, and I've kind of changed my opinion. So I'm always, I'm constantly changing and evolving as I talk to all these people, just because like oh like another light bulb like my viewpoints completely shifted. Um, it's not about your your vision, your mission, your concept. Um, I mean those things are really important, but at the end of the day, it's about who you are and if you're showing up every day to be a better version of yourself than you were the day before. <laughs> like well, it is a show about marketing, but yeah. you know, ultimately marketing is about, you know, who you are and what you sell. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you sell crap, you know, it's going to get, no matter how much marketing you do, it's still going to be crap, mm -hmm. you know? And if you're a horrible person, no matter how mm -hmm. much Facebook ads you spend, you still be a horrible person and people are going to find out that you're a horrible person. So, you know, even like my, Eric's saying, I think they saying, you know, you got to be a good person, but you got to let people know you're being a good person yeah. by actually being a good person, not just by saying, hey, you know, I'm a good person. Look at me. You know, great. You own a business. You're <laughs> local. You're lo you live in the same neighborhood. So what? Yeah. Like just because you own a, bu a business and live in that town doesn't necessarily make you yeah, I guess, the local go to business. Guess what I was trying to say is that, you know, it doesn't matter if you go through all the steps and you go through the motions, you do everything you're supposed to do. At the end of the day, if, if it's not genuine, if it's not sincere, if it's not authentic, and you, there isn't heart behind yeah. it you're not going to have the stamina and the endurance to last that long you're going to break out of the groove it has to come from within it has to be uh it, i mean I'm, I'm a woo woo guy i don't know i guess <laughs> i guess i get all mushy gushy all the time but it's important stuff um i just think yeah. it's, it's so you're right you can't lose you can't lose sight of that yeah people can see through you know see through people pretty easily nowadays you know and the word spreads pretty fast so mm -hmm. you have to uh, be authentic. And you know, if that, if you're authentically shy, that's fine. Be authentically shy, hire, hire somebody else or partner with someone else. Who's not shy. Mm -hmm. We're not saying that you have to always be outgoing and put yourself out there. Cause I talk to a lot of people who, you know, own a restaurant and they say, you know, I don't want to go on social media. I don't want to put myself on a video or I'm just not comfortable doing it. Mm -hmm. So do what you are comfortable doing. If you're not comfortable being in front of the camera, unlike Mike, 
Um, you know, you don't have to be in front of the camera. Like, take a take video of your food and have somebody else talk in the background, and or ha- hire somebody to come in and help you do that. You know, the one thing that I think in business that a lot of people don't do is they don't go. They try to go a mile wide instead of a mile deep. You know, they don't they don't they work too much on the stuff that they're not good at and try to get better at it instead of just going all in on what they are good at and finding somebody else or something else to help them do what they're not good at. Yeah. I'm gonna- and I think that's what this this show is about is about, you know, tools that can help you or ideas that can help you to be better at what you are good at. You know, you opened a restaurant for a reason. What was that reason? What are you good at? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, but, and so often we think, uh, and this is how like the opening to my, to like my keynote talk is about this. Like we think that the reason someone, we think we need the stuff everybody has, right? It's like, well, if only I had the location they have, well, if only I had the people they have, well, if only I had the logo they have, well, if only I had the Instagram followers they have, that's not what makes something amazing. What makes something amazing is your ability to be really authentic and really honest and then deliver that each day. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if you can do that, if you could figure out a way to do that, the, the way to message it won't be a question. You won't have to question what to put on Snapchat because it's like, mm-hmm. just put what's going on. That's, that's what we right. want to see. We don't want to see fancy, sexy video. Like the, the reason that Domino's has to use, you know, an actress from family, uh, modern family is because they're not that interesting otherwise. You're interesting. <laughs> and they don't have a great product. <laughs> like yeah. I'm looking at these people out there, like, you know, Mr. Australia and Dr. William P. Clark and whoever else is out there. You're interesting enough. <laughs> Just show us what's going on. That's what we want right. to see. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to use every social platform. You know, if you are really, you know, if you find that you can use Instagram really well and you can really take good photos of your product and that's what you're good at, just do that. We're not, we're not here to say you have to be on every single platform. But if you want to reach your biggest audience, you do. But it doesn't necessarily mean you have to do that. You could be totally fine with being, you know, the best Instagram or pizza shop in your town. And that's what you're good at. That's what you should focus on then. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, don't try to week, spread yourself with everybody who, who I've met this last week. If you could figure out how to do Snapchat, if you have a college student working for you, let them do it. It's, it's funny because right. we're so scared to let somebody do that. But then we let them talk to our customers all day long. It's like, <laughs> right. Or count our money. They're doing you know, right. You, you, you count the money. You're going to the bank. You're doing all this stuff. But don't don't put a picture on Instagram for the love of God. Please don't so do that. So funny. So, so like, don't embarrass me. Have them help you with it because they're going to probably do it better than you anyway. So like have them help yep. you figure out like what's a good flow and, and get that out there. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So we've been talking for about 50 minutes. Any uh, where can we find you guys? Let's uh. Do some final wrap up here. I got to find like a sexier way to do it, but two things are going on. One, uh, tomorrow I have a little uh, webinar that I'm doing around the same kind of topic, but really specific about like the trends at Domino's and stuff like that. Um, but I got to put a link out, in the show. It, can, I didn't look put a this. link in the show notes right here. Do it. Oh, yeah. Make a question. Mike, type, or Mike, type that up. Type that up in the show in the uh, in okay. the send message over here. Cool. Link that I'll up. <laughs> so if you go if you go to Mike.tips, uh, you'll join up and then I'll email you tonight a link to tomorrow if you want to join in on that. And then I'm just easy to find. I'm at Mike Ganino uh, everywhere, G-A-N-I-N-O. And if you join on Snapchat, I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to give you ideas of what you should be snapping. Yeah, he'll tell you what? to snap more because that's what he did to me. <laughs> I did. Eric, <laughs> Eric, where, where can we find you? I just uh, sent my my link right there. It's restaurantunstoppable.com. And Excellent. basically just talking to awesome people. Both of you have been guests on the show, uh, trying to seek out the most successful independently owned restaurant professionals to capture their advice, their their it factors, their stories, their recommendations to find out um, after, you know, what makes them successful. What is it about these people that we can emulate in our own lives to reach similar levels of success? So restaurant unstoppable. 
check it out. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for uh, coming on today. That was great stuff. Um, seems to be a regular Monday night thing. Eight o'clock. Catch us here on Blab Live. Thank Have you. some good conversation for you. So thank you guys so much for joining us. And we will see you. Peace out. Next week. Ciao. Maybe. See ya. Bye, guys. All right. That's it for this episode. If you want to listen to the whole show and watch us live, head over to smartpizzamarketing.com and look for this episode. If you want to check us out on Monday live, head over to smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash blab. That'll link you right to the show. All right. Thank you so much, guys. I try to bring you the best people in the restaurant business and the pizza industry teach you how to do social media, marketing, email marketing, what's working in entrepreneurship, how to hire people, uh, what's working in training. So I hope you're enjoying these podcasts. Shoot me an email, Bruce at smartpizzamarketing.com. If you are, or if you have any questions, or if you'd like to see something covered for a future episode, I uh, really want to hear from you guys. So Bruce at smartpizzamarketing.com. That is it for this episode. See ya.